Hello and welcome to the Armenian News Network Rung. I'm Aspet Bedrosian. Today is November 9, 2023. In this Conversations on Grung episode, we're following up on the aftermath of the 99-year lease deal that the Armenian Patriarch of Jerusalem had signed. We did a show about this back in June, four months ago. You can check out episode 261. Last week, the Badriarch publicly rescinded the lease deal, following which the Israeli company took actions to violently claim the section of the Armenian quarters known as Goverubardes, Cow's Garden. So today... We are joined by Hagop Jernazian, who is an activist and lives in Jerusalem. He studies international relations and Middle East studies at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Also, we have with us Setrak Balian, who is a Jerusalem Armenian activist. Both of them are organizers of the Save the ARQ movement, set up for the defense of the Armenian quarters in Jerusalem. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hello, thank you for having us. Hello, thank you for having us, Asbin. Thank you, thank you. So last week, Patriarch Manugyan publicly rescinded the lease agreement. He published the Patriarchate's letter to Zana Gardens Limited that the lease deal was no longer going forward. The next day, Danny Rothman, the owner of Zana Gardens Limited, the leasing company, showed up with over a dozen armed Israeli settlers and bulldozers and tried to take down the walls around Goverubardes. Hagop and Setrag, I understand both of you were on site and prevented these people from demolishing Goverubardes. Tell us what happened. Okay, so uh, right after Danny Rothman and his partner George Warwar received the letter, they started using intimidation tactics to force uh, the patriarchate into an agreement to uh, scare and uh, intimidate the community members. But little did they know that uh, it had the exact opposite effect. So the first two, three days, they started entering the private Armenian patriarchate's uh, parking which is, uh, to understand it fully, so the Goveru Bardes plot is now separated into a few parts. So what is included in the deal today is the Goveru Bardes main parking, the five homes of Armenian families, the private uh, Armenian Patriarchate's parking, the Armenian Patriarchate's garden, and the seminary home. And back in April of 2023, this private company possessed the main Goveru Bardes parking area whereas all the other areas remained under the control and the possession of the Armenian Patriarchate of Jerusalem. So as soon as they received the letter, they started demolishing the wall that separated the private parking area and the main parking area. As soon as the community members heard and the Patriarchate heard, we all rushed to the scene together with the seminarians, together with the priests, and we repeatedly stopped them from demolishing the wall. The Patriarchate even parked their cars in front of the wall, and uh, we even put a night's watch, uh, night's guard, a community watch group to, to survey the area at all times and to be sure that no other uh, incursions and encroachments occur uh, on the property. Um, on uh, November the 5th, Sunday, which was the biggest incident since uh, the signing of this deal, to be honest, the private company, George Warwar, with his partner Danny Rothman, arrived on the scene with armed settlers and attack dogs. So this was the tip of the iceberg, I think, for everyone. That is when uh, they were confronted and faced with 200 community members almost, uh, a dozen priests, and the Armenian patriarch uh, Nurhan Manugyan himself also arrived at the scene. And we were uh, together with the 
mediation of the police, we were able to uh, remove those uh, settlers and remove the, the, the private company. Uh, were there any injuries? No, no injuries were uh, recorded. Everyone was safe, thankfully. Uh, that is because we took all the precautions necessary and we were very peaceful and calm as usual. The Armenian community uh, has always been peaceful and calm and our protests have, have always been peaceful and we confronted these armed uh, thugs peacefully. Okay, well, thankfully, that's the case. We are recording this on November 9th and I heard that today in Jerusalem, the settlers came back. No, so basically, uh, as Etrag mentioned, since the 26th of October, the company uh, is trying to demolish the wall separating the parking lot of the community with the parking lot of the Pachyakit. But today, the settlers didn't arrive uh, to the Govaru uh, Bardez. Only the bulldozer of uh, Zana capital arrived there and tried to demolish uh, the wall. But thanks God, the community members that uh, were present uh, there in the Govaru Bardez and the seminarians, we succeeded to stop them uh, once again from uh, demolishing the wall. So by showing confrontation, by showing opposition to the deal, every day uh, we succeed to go another step forward. Okay, so there were some initial reports that nobody had seen the Badriarch's letter to Zana Gardens, but then many media outlets printed it, and we're going to include the link in our show notes as well. The letter is dated November 1, 2023. As far as I can tell, this letter was an important step in the life of the lease, but it's going to be up to the Israeli courts to decide the legality of it. Have you consulted your lawyers and what is the take on the validity of this lease agreement and also its cancellation? It is important to mention that the cancellation letter sent by the patriarchate is one-sided. And uh, in the past few months, the community organized demonstrations against uh, this uh, lease and Jordan and Palestine decided to freeze the recognition of Patriarch Manugian and uh, pressure on the Patriarchate forced them to take this important step in order to cancel the deal. But as you mentioned, it's only one-sided the cancellation and in order to cancel the deal officially, we have to go uh, to court. We as a community uh, we have our legal uh, team, we have the local legal team, and we have the Armenian uh, legal uh, team, Karni Kerkonian, Garo Hazarian, Liz Dajani, uh, Arman Tatuyan, uh, and Dani Nazarian, who are working uh, with us uh, pro bono. And uh, we are in touch with them on a daily basis, and uh, we are working on legal uh, proceedings on behalf of the community. For example, uh, 10 days ago, we initiated a case in the Israeli court against the company. Okay. So this is the first step as a community against the company. But we are also, it's worth mentioning that the legal team of the community and the legal team of the patriarchate are negotiating. They are in negotiations to cooperate fully and to have full transparency on this issue so that the community is not kept in the dark once more, as it has been the case for the past at least for the past 100 years where the community has no say whatsoever in the decision-making process of the patriarchate, specifically when it comes to land deals and the major decisions. So we are working right now with the patriarchal lawyers. What's the outlook and the timeline of these legal procedures? So usually these legal procedures take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. If we take the Greek 
example, for example, uh, if we take the Greeks uh, who had a problem with their properties on Jaffa Gate, which you may have heard of, the Imperial and Petra hotels, who again fell uh, into the hands of the settlers, it took about 15 years of legal proceedings. So the first steps right now that the patriarchate, when they sent the letter, they wanted to bring the other party to the negotiations table and negotiate some sort of cancellation with them. Because Is that, that because be the... they were refusing to negotiate the cancellation, do you think? Uh, well, there were some negotiations that happened, but perhaps they didn't take the patriarchate very seriously as there was no uh, actual uh, acts on the ground. Mm-hmm. So once it became Yes, uh, that's when they started panicking, I'm assuming, and started uh, using all these intimidation tactics. But uh, the the reason to go to negotiations is to kind of fast track it and to save us costs, be it legal costs, to save us time and energy and so on. So they will try and uh, figure out a way to cancel this deal mutually. And if that does not happen, they will be able to go. Uh, they can go already to court, but they will go to court uh, if they do not reach an agreement on the cancellation. So is it possible that Goviru Bardez is going to be in this legal limbo for years, possibly? Yes, that's definitely possible, which is why that the possession of the terrain is a very important part of it. You know, when you go to uh, legal proceedings, you, the facts on the ground need to remain the same. Absolutely. So whoever possesses the areas of the land in question Uh, it stays that way, which is actually one of the major arguments we were having with the police. You know, when the police came and they were demolishing the bulldozers, we were constantly telling them because they they were saying this is a commercial disagreement uh, of some sort. You need to go to court. Mm-hmm. But uh, we repeatedly told the police, yes, we need to go to court, but the facts on the ground need to remain the same. Your job is to keep the facts on the ground. If they the have possessed that area, they need to remain in that area. And if the patriarchate is controlling and possessing this part of the land, this area of the land, this means that the patriarchate has the right to possess it until one of the parties goes to court and gets either a court order or eventually a court verdict if this goes on for a while in the courts. So uh, that is why it was very surprising for us, the passive, uh, I mean, stance of the police, which is very active usually, especially the Israeli police in Jerusalem. Yeah, that that was actually a question that I had if they've been helpful. So it sounds like you actually had to press them quite a bit, but at the end, um, they acted to keep things the same. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Uh, actually, yeah. on Sunday the 5th, uh, when the armed settlers came, they were again saying both sides should leave the area. But that was not logical because that area in question where they had encroached themselves was under the operation and the control of the Armenian Patriarchy. So the only right. side that had to leave were the armed settlers specifically because they were armed and in front of women, children, uh, the elderly, uh, and unarmed uh, peaceful protesters. Now, the settler issue is something that is confusing me a little bit. Can you help explain? As far as I understand, the leasing agreement was something that was going to allow some kind of a hotel to be established on the leased lands for, uh, I'm not even sure, between 49 and 99 years. What do settlers have anything to do with this? Why were settlers showing up to take over the land? So the lease agreement, which was signed by the Patriarchate with Zana Capital, is for 98 years, is 49, with another option of 49. And only the company can choose to extend the, for another 49 years, not even the Patriarchate. 
And the arrival of the settlers, from the information that we have, these uh, people uh, received payment from uh, the company to come and uh, stand uh, with Danny Rotman and uh, George uh, Warwar. So their arrival today, it's very, it's it's like um, it's like a usual thing to see settlers uh, taking over uh, lands. I mean, the entire international community and the inter- international media is busy with the war in the in Gaza, mm-hmm. and uh, many settlers over uh, lands in the West Bank. So it looks like it's something very very obvious or very. Um, usual for them to take over lands also in Jerusalem, in the, especially in the Armenian quarter, where they know that we have a conflict, the community, the patriarchate, and the company over the Govaru Bardes. So Danny Rotman used the situation in Gaza and brought with him the armed settlers, so the community will not be able to do something. But the opposite thing happened when 200 people were standing there in front of the armed settlers and Danny Rotman protecting the Goveru Bardes, protecting uh, the other parts of the Goveru uh, Bardes. So we showed uh, unity. And this was, I think, in my opinion, this is their last resort and or weapon against uh, us bringing armed uh, settlers. So this was a way for them to change the facts on the ground? Yes, this was another way another way for them to change the facts on the ground. They started with the bulldozers. No, first, they started by not allowing people to park their cars in the Goveru Bardes. A few months ago, for example, Setrag and me, we can enter the Goveru Bardes, we can enter our cars there because we are organizing the demonstrations and we are leading the movement. So they started with banning people from entering the Govoru Bardes. Then they brought the bulldozers and then they brought the armed settlers. So they are trying all the ways in order to destroy the moral and destroy the struggle that the community is uh, doing or and fighting for. Okay, so how are you guys proceeding from here? What are the most important things to keep in mind? In any interview, uh, both of us, uh, we continue to call upon the patriarchate, as Setrag mentioned, that in order to win this struggle, you can't work alone. Yes, we were, both of us, community and patriarchate, were separated and we're working on this uh, struggle uh, separately. But now when the danger is under the window of the patriarch himself and under the window of the seminarians, this is the time where community and patriarchate should join forces and cooperate together. And in order to cooperate together, we have to work in a transparent way. That's where the patriarchate should fully cooperate with the legal team of the community and be transparent with them because we cannot win this uh, struggle when both sides are not united and both sides are not joining forces. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, Hagop, this is not only for the Armenian community in Jerusalem. This has woken up and is of great interest to the entire worldwide Armenian community. So we are all watching with great anxiety and uh, want you to succeed in this. Yeah, we'd like to thank actually all the Armenian organizations, all the Armenian institutions that reached out to us, mainly because of the huge PR campaign that uh, that we put in place. Actually, even um, our fellow Jerusalemite Armenians say, wherever we go in the world, when Armenians see us and they know we're from Jerusalem, the first thing that comes to mind is the Goveru Bardes. Absolutely. So what we 
do right now is to build on that. Now that the awareness is there, now that everyone is aware of the situation, we need to use our diaspora. We need to use our our forces. We need everyone. You know, uh, when it comes to Armenia, it's understandable that there are political oppositions, that different ideologies and so on. In this case, there is no place for political uh, difference. Right. We're on the same page. And as we proved after six months of struggle, at the end of the day, even the patriarchate and the community, we have the same interests. We are on the same page as well. So we should put everything aside for now. We are talking about a 1,500-year-old diaspora, at least, which is one of the oldest, if not the oldest diaspora, Armenian diaspora in the world. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a place that is of... Uh, major geopolitical interest and uh, geopolitical importance and strategic importance. This has been mentioned many times. One of the ultimate reasons the Camp David negotiations between the Palestinians and the Israelis failed was the issue of the Armenian quarter. So we hold a lot of cards in our hands. We need to be able to use them. We need to know the power we have and to use that power uh, to serve the best interests of the Armenian people, of the Armenian nation, of the Armenian community in Jerusalem, and of course, of the Armenian patriarchate as an institution. More power to you guys and uh, to the organization you've created, Save the ARQ. I will make sure to put the links in our show notes so that more people can uh, discover about it. And uh, I guess we can leave it there for today. Let's keep this channel open so that anytime that there are issues, we can immediately get your word out. Okay. We'll be happy to communicate with you whenever there's a need. Wonderful. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe. Thank you. Have a nice day. Okay, that was our show. We hope you found it informative. Please find us on social media and follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and so on. You can find our links on our profile pages. Thanks, and talk to you soon.